This is the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone has the ability to create the life they desire. On today's episode, we will be discussing the difference between lack and abundance in the way that we live our lives. This is season two, episode five. A sunny, chilly day in Montana. Fall is definitely upon us, but it's warm when you sit next to this hottie. Always warm. Because the love just flows right out of me, doesn't it, babe? (laughs) It does. Yeah, it's been beautiful to see the leaves changing and falling and the bright, vibrant colors of fall. If you have never experienced that, it's, I don't think it's anything compared to the beauty of the East Coast. You've seen the East Coast firsthand, but it is pretty spectacular when you see these majestic trees in bright oranges and reds and purples. And, and then all the leaf trees that are planted around town. Right. It's beautiful. It's definitely beautiful. You know, after the last two weeks of conversation um, with Mike and Barb Popovich from Freedom Ministries in Colorado Springs, it was really great to have them on our podcast. And, you know, even though the volume wasn't extremely loud, some of the things that were said were extremely profound and has had the two of us talking about it quite a bit. It has, as well as we've gotten some good feedback from some of our listeners on just really the power of Well, a couple of different things, the love and knowing, 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 knowing how loved we truly are, and also the joy in our friendship. And I just think, you know, I'm blessed. It's always good when we have friends that just naturally we can laugh and grow together and and cry together, but mostly laugh and and, uh, just the joy that we have whenever we interact with Mike and Barb. So that was a blessing. Right. We'll be going down to see him in a couple months on our uh, road trip with right. our e-bikes as we as we tour around the part of the country when since normally we we like to hit the middle of the ocean and hang out on beaches the the whatever you want to call it is definitely deterring that so we're going on a different adventure this year we're going to leave on December 2nd and make our way south it'll be fun get some really good food have good fellowship see, with friends. See good friends. Maybe record a couple different podcasts on the way with some of those friends. and uh, Should be entertaining. But For that sure. conversation we've had with with each other in relation to what some of the things that those two said has been wonderful. You know, like the, the concept of it's really hard to live in abundance if you have the idea that God's an angry God. And what that really entails, because you're, you start treating people like the way, I don't know if they said it in that or what it was that they said it in, but you know, what you worship is the behavior that you become. And if you are worshiping an angry, vengeful, wrathful God, you become angry, vengeful, wrathful, and you don't live free. Right. Kate. Absolutely. And there's so much joy to be had in freedom and just like I think it was both Mike and Barb hit on it that it takes just as much effort to live from abundance as it does from lack because it's a mind shift and a belief and a mind change. 
And so if you're fortunate enough to go on the journey, I call it the love journey, but really embracing the relationship aspect and looking at God from a common sense standpoint of relationship, then most of the time it's easy and joyful to be in a relationship with love. It's scary if you're in a relationship with abuse and I attribute vengefulness, judgment, wrath as forms of abuse. And so to even think about cowering down it naturally, if our mindset is in the scope, if we have God in the scope of vengeful, then we're going to respond out of an abused type situation without even knowing it because it's human tendency to, to respond that way. Whereas if we're looking at it from love and in that relationship and tapping into the love that we've been created from, then we naturally get to have the joy and the uh, whimsical type romantic behavior, sort of speak, where it's fun and it's free spirited and it's not heavy and it doesn't weigh us down as if we're coming from a, oh, if I behave right today, then maybe I won't get swatted down. Or if anybody's been in an abused type relationship, any kind of a relationship where abuse happens, then you naturally walk on eggshells and it's not freeing, it's binding. And so really the power that we've had walking through this journey with Mike and Barb and the uncovering, the unveiling and the embracing the abundance of love, it's been awesome to just experience that joy and realize that we have nothing to hide from. We don't have to cower down. And we don't have to please the creator of the universe because he is pleased and he just wants to embrace and embark on this journey that we have to create the life that we want. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a lot of weddings and different things that use some verses out of uh, the Bible that talk about love is patient, love is kind, love is not boastful love isn't proud proud love keeps doesn't, no records of wrongs doesn't push it puts its push its way we're right. we're totally swinging from the hip on this yeah it's second corinthians something so if you want to look it up but it's depending on the translation that's that's what it's in that's what it's talking about love is not love is patient love is kind love doesn't is not proud nor boasts. Boastful, doesn't keep record of wrongs, um, always wins when the truth, or always rejoices when the truth run, wins, out. wins out. And, you know, the truth there is, so, I mean, we've looked at that scripture a lot in our, on our journey. And, you know, once we came to the realization that God is love, then that those scriptures are about God. So God is these things. He's patient. He's kind. He's loving. He's caring. He's not boastful. He He's not judgmental. He doesn't it's not proud. keep record of wrong. He's not proud. He, he always rejoices when the truth wins out. And the truth is that we realize who we are. From the foundation of the world that we... That we're totally loved, totally cared for, perfect, just the way we are. You know, there's a lot of... I read something recently where somebody was talking about, um, oh, it's going to be great when we all when we all get to paradise or whatever. And the fire brings us to perfection. Well, we're, we're in perfection already. God called us his perfect masterpiece. He didn't say you're the perfect masterpiece, but you're not really complete. You are complete in who you are. Right. You know, and in that fire in that we've talked about that in our book, you know, the lake of fire, and that's just a cleansing for our wrong belief, but not actually now all of a sudden making us perfect where we've been perfect all along. 
I know that's a stretcher for a lot of people probably even listening. Sometimes even when I say it, it stretches me. Well, maybe next time when we have Mike and Barb on, we'll have Mike talk a little bit about the brimstone because there's a, a imagery of once the brimstone meets the fire, the perfection happening. And it's when our reality of the truth of who we are meets the belief that perfection naturally shines through and it naturally continues to bubble out of us more and more and more until the perfect day. And so we really, you know, we come out of, I come out of evangelical where it's, we're waiting until the end and then boy, God, hopefully if we've done things right, we're going to be perfect. And the reality is, is, you know, I remember when I read one time, I think it's in John, I was reading and I remember um, he said, we would go on to do greater things than even Jesus himself. And that to me was an action and I remember when I was saying it to some of my evangelical friends and the persecution that I got, what do you mean? And it's like, but even back in, I think it's in Isaiah says, well, ye are gods, ye are all little Elohims. And so I always got confused because there was this. Yeah, Jesus uh, Jesus referenced that in the right. Gospels. Right. He said, you, you even call yourself gods. Right. Your scriptures call you gods. And so I always got confused and it was like, okay, is it futuristic? Is it present? What's the deal? And so this journey has has really been a, a beautiful unveiling. And what came to my mind when you were talking, Kurt, was in Galatians, how it talks about, I don't know if it's what book or what chapter in Galatians, but where it talks about the spirit versus the flesh. And I used to think that the flesh was, if I did some kind of a sinful wrongdoing, that that was acting out of this flesh. And if I was in my Zen state and I had prayed and meditated enough and fasted and had talked to God enough, then I was in the spirit. And what I realize now through this unveiling is that, that we are all born of the spirit. And the more that we are in tune with that, and the more that we stir up and marvel in the revelation of how loved we truly are, then naturally our flesh, meaning our works, us trying to be pleasing, goes away and that we get to naturally just be who we were authentically created to be. And when we're around a group of people who are cultivating and growing and moving in the same direction, it's so freeing because other people's shortcomings become less and less of a focus and the joy of authenticity wins out. That's pretty good. That's that's a clear vision of how not how simple it is, but really how when we when we begin to understand who we are, we begin to our life begins to explode and we the everything wins out. Well, and knowing that it's a it's a continuation, it's a it's a it's a journey. It's you know, I remember years ago hearing it the truth will pierce bone from marrow. And not understanding what that meant until it actually happened for me. And it was like, I remember hearing one time I was here, we were in, we were visiting a church and the pastor was talking, I think on Psalm 93, maybe Psalm 91. I don't remember exactly what <laughs> Psalm it was. One of them. It was, um, I was like, oh, this is not a good message because it was like, God is slow to anger 
But once he gets anger, man, he is pissed off. So don't push him to that point of being pissed off because once he gets pissed off, it's over for you. And I turned to Kurt and I said, I have to use the bathroom. And love doesn't get anger. No, love, love doesn't does, get never anger. never gets angry. But I went into the bathroom and I literally sat down and my heart started to feel free because I was not getting hit with all those arrows of untruth. And it didn't feel good to me. And I actually texted him and said... I'm just going to hang out here until after this is over because I can't. I got to guard my heart with all diligence. I can't allow this wrong teaching because it doesn't sit right. I remember this event. And it was the, that was a moment where I was like, truth, right? It pierces bone from marrow. I, when I feel, when I hear somebody preach the truth of how perfect and righteous and holy and that you're born perfectly, that you're created out of love. When I hear that, my heart gets so full. And I get so excited and I just want to want to walk into that abundance. When I was hearing that message, I was crippling. I felt like I was just wilting and I needed to get away in order to be able to breathe. And I literally had to leave and guard my heart. And when we left, I said, I can never go back. I can never go back. And I didn't know what was happening at the time. And it wasn't a church we normally attended. No, we just got invited to it to visit. But it's just one of those things that I remember at that moment being like, that's what it means. Like we're, we're all, yeah. The other day, remember we ran into that couple and we were talking to him and the guy had been a counselor, school counselor for his whole career. And he said, man, everybody just needs encouragement. Like we don't need to be told how wrong we are. Most of us know our shortcomings. You know, most of us know when we wake up in the morning, if we don't brush our teeth, our our breath is going to be bad, right? We don't need somebody to say, you've got to go brush your teeth. Most of us know that if you brush your teeth every day, your breath's going to be better, your teeth are going to be better, and you're going to, right? We don't need to be told how dirty we are, just like we talked about in the last two podcasts. Because in our truest essence, none of us are dirty. And that's, I think that's the clear message that we, that we, we definitely believe in, in our purest form, we're not dirty at all. Right. Now, some of our behaviors and some of that stuff, like brushing your teeth, and some of our behaviors when we're not acting, when we're not operating out of who we truly are, then we, then we do get dirty. We start to fall we, behind because we're not we're not operating as kings and queens. We're, you know, and, and that's everybody. And, and we're that's not, not a that's not a churchy thing. Right. No, and we're not in an environment. You know, it's like if you're in an environment where you're being encouraged and uplifted and edified and told, you know, the whole rule of tell people when Kurt edifies me with his eyes. <laughs> Sorry, he just flirted with me a little bit. That was fun. You made me lose my train of thought. That's when, good. I've got gifts. I've got skills. When we're in an environment, it's that whole, you know, if you're going to sit down with somebody, if you've ever been in leadership, you're told, okay, tell them two or three points that they're doing really good on and then bring in the place where they can grow. And right. it's been backwards. So many times people will say, okay, and X, then you finish and with, with the positive. Right. But most of the time in our world that we live in today, especially, it's this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Now you need to do these things to get better. And there's no edification. And it's no wonder. I mean, I'm not shocked that, that a lot of the things around the world right now. A lot of people react the way that they react is out of of fear and stress. And I'm always like, how do we cultivate it? So if we get an environment and if you're in an environment where you're all by yourself, the, the spirit within you has a voice, communicate with that and be like, I am perfect. I am loved. And if you can get around people who are going to encourage you and edify you and uplift you and tell you the things that you're doing right, it's going to off switch 
the negative flow and it's going to turn a positive feed. And over the course of practice, I always say it's it's a practice thing because you need to reprogram and you need to change the way that you've been thinking. Right. And when you hear that, can I just interject that? Yeah. When you hear that, sometimes you you might have, I guess, this angst in your gut or whatever. If somebody says, man, you're perfect just the way you are. You're wonderful. You, you can accomplish anything that your heart desires. You might get angst in your gut. And a lot of people get that. And, you know, I used to get it on certain things. And, you know, the book, The Love Code by... Uh, whatever that guy's Dr. name is. Dr. Alexander Lloyd. Really nailed that home that when you get that angst on those kind of things, uh, you just remind yourself that that's not your fault because once you believe and from the foundation of the world that you were created perfectly and born in his image and likeliness, which means you are a God because a God is somebody that creates. I mean, that's really what that's talking about. That scripture not to get all weird with people, but ye are all gods because you all have the ability to create the life that you desire. And so once you realize that you can create it, if you do get angst in your gut on some subject, then you just remind yourself, that's not my fault. That's some wrong programming throughout my life that told me you, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Gosh, darn it. Nobody likes you. And really it's, man, you're smart enough. You're good enough. You're good and enough. Everybody and likes everybody you. likes you. <laughs> right. We quote that a lot because I think it's, it's old classic Saturday night live, but it's, it's real. Well, it's I'm the on, real example of, right. of how you how you wake up every day and and you change the direction you're going. If you're not going in the right way, you can immediately change it by changing what you believe. Right. I remember when I was a kid and my sister was a big Saturday Night Live fan before. I mean, I, there was a two-year difference. And so I wasn't, you know, when she was watching it at 12, I was not understanding it at 10. But I do remember when that Stuart Smalley would come on and just when he'd say that I'm good enough, I'm smart enough and doggone it. People like me. I remember how it made my heart feel, but I didn't understand the follow through like I understand now. And so we do, we say it's cliche. We, you know, some people think we make fun of it a lot, but there's so much power. If people knew how much power there were in words that were spoken, a negative word would never be spoken again. I really believe that, that if all of humanity knew the power that was truly in words, because it's like, if you, I mean, there's all sorts of tests you can Google where people have taken white rice and put it into three different, three different jars and cooked white rice. And one of them, they told, oh my gosh, you're perfect. You're loved. Do you know how much I love you and talk to it? And it just got whiter and whiter and whiter. One of to it, totally clear. To totally clear and, and, and translucent almost. Right. Mm -hmm. And then. The next one, it was like they just neglected it, and it just slowly over time molded. Molded, but the powerful one was the one where the people spoke, "You're such a loser. I hate you. I can't stand you," and all the negativity. It it naturally fermented and molded faster than anything else, and that's the power that words are for us. And it's not just and words that's that are the science spoken. of just simple water that our body's made up of a. You know, I think it's pretty cool because. Our body's made up of a high percentage of water. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's a high percentage of water. And so therefore, if rice has water in it and it responds that way, because it's in theory, not a living organism, but water responds that way, then how would we respond? How do we respond to right. that? Right. You know, you rot from the inside out, you know, so, you know, there's, there's, and then you have the biblical aspect of it that says, um, 
well, life and death is the power of the tongue and we all eat the fruit that we speak and that kind of stuff. And then also belief comes through hearing. And so what, you know, when we hear the truth about who we are, we're going to glow. We're going to, our lives are going to explode. I mean, I've, I know in my own personal experiences that I've been around people that just had a glow to them and you can call it whatever different, I mean, there's all sorts of beliefs around that. There's especially the new age stuff about the auras and that kind of stuff. But there's a glow when somebody's confident with who they are. You and know, it's, and, conta- it's and magnetic. It's, and it's totally magnetic. Right. I remember when we came out of the dark years. <laughs> if, you, if you're just starting to If listen. you haven't read our book, <laughs> our first book, What If, 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness, you'll read some of the dark times in our life. Our next book could be a lot more of the next things um, because the books are about our journey. Right. And they tell these examples of how we, how we broke through these things. So they're right. Katie's that, and the power and the dark years, the dark years when we came out of the dark years of dysfunction, distrust and ugh, the ugh years. <laughs> um, and we got associated and we were blessed to meet Ron and Martha Yeager and Mike and Barb Popovich. We'd be around them. And even though they lived in Colorado, we'd be like, oh, I can't wait to see them again because they have that magnetic glow. But I know now. Yeah, and Ross Hall. Ross, there was there was a group of people that just possessed this. Uh, man, I just wish that we could be around them. You just and, knew when they were waking up in the morning that they were going to win with whatever went on in their life. Right. And so and we were I, used to losing. We were. We, so we, we didn't even show up to the ballpark. <laughs> God, I love living life with you today, honey. Right. We were used to losing. Yeah. But we made a conscious decision once we started to get around that because it stirred something in us that we didn't know we had. And it was like this desire thing happened. And then we were like, oh, if we could just get to Colorado or if we could just meet them when they're in Oregon or maybe they could come up and see us. And they started to come up and see us and we started to see them. And But then we realized we didn't need to be around them. And then we it. realized that we didn't. It wasn't around the person. It was the belief. But it was just getting around that magnetic to pull it out because everybody has it. The thing is, is if we've lived in darkness and our spirit's been dimmed long enough, then we think that we have to go to a different light source. We don't realize that the light's always been within. All we need to do is cultivate that. And sometimes it is just brushing somebody's shoulder who has it that pulls it out and stirs it up and goes, there's something about assurance. There's something about love. There's something about light that's just gravitational. And it's transformed where Kurt and I came from to where I've reconnected with a group of people not they've been different walks. We all went our different ways. And now it's been awesome to kind of reconnect and to be able with to, different people that have been light in your life that have been light in my life that were salvation in many aspects. And to now look at it through my eyes that are no longer darkened. Yeah. I have moments, but I don't have, no, we all do. And that's the really cool thing. So we're not telling you, don't, don't think, Oh man, I'm such a loser because I, I can't live like, them or right or it's a this, process this is i can never think that way all the time it's like none of us think that way all the time and that's why surrounding ourselves around people that you know do think that way or plug into things that encourage, that encourage uplift and encourage and edify know. right when i when i have days or when kurt has days we know each other well enough we can see it and then we just start to pour truth over each other and we've been blessed to create an environment around us where I have people in my life that if they hear my voice on the phone 
and they can say, okay, you need some encouragement. Something's going on. And it's just a process. So what we're here to tell you today. And I just throw on a little kiss or something. He does or I'll smack my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I smack your ass and then I feel better. Like, woo. Uh, Now I'm back to my normal self. Life is good. (laughs) You guys need to understand when Kurt and I first were getting married, we didn't ever flirt. And we were so bogged down that we didn't have lighthearted laughter. So I love flirting with you every day, babe. But what I'm trying to say is go on the journey and, uh, you know, reach out to Kurt and I, if you need somebody to, you know, continue to wash in the truth that you were created perfectly, that there, you weren't a mistake, that you have everything it takes to go out and win, whatever and it that it doesn't means. matter your age or anything. That's the cool thing. If, if, I mean, the story about Abraham and Sarah, is that right? Yeah. Abraham and Sarah, they were old people. In our world's perspective. <laughs> right. But God called them children. Right. You know, they're the vision of who they thought God was still said that you're children and you had a and she had a baby at like 80 or something. And so whether those are actual facts, it doesn't really matter. But I think when you hear the truth, you actually get more energy, you get more vibrant, you get more, you know, zest in your life, you know, and you don't have to use the the body soap zest, isn't there a body soap? Zest Irish spring. Fully, zest, zest, fully, fully zest fully clean. You're not fully clean. And remember the towel unless you're zest, zest fully clean. clean. Remember but, that? <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is when you wash yourself in the truth of who you are, you will you will get more energy. You will you will overcome things and your body will naturally respond differently. And there's there's so much science behind that now that you know it's really cool because belief comes through hearing and hearing the truth about who you truly are. And also life and death is the power of the tongue and we eat the fruit that we speak. So speak good about yourself. And, you know, there's a wise man is a man that seeks counsel for many. That means surround yourself by people that are, that are going to edify and encourage you. Not that are going to tell you down and tell you, accept you for who you are. And not try to change you. Right. Yeah. Just enjoy your life. You know, and if, I mean, that's why when I make comments about rock music and different things I listen to, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if if we're all creating God's image and likeliness, then, then God's not necessarily creating all the music out there, but ye, little gods are creating it because people are designed to create. I know that's a whole other subject that that really shakes some people up because they believe, well, God created this. And it's like, yeah, they did. He, they, he did or they did because they're in everything. But also that person was involved. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you guys haven't watched <laughs> Office Space, the movie, highly recommend it. It's an older movie, but it's the first half is classic. We watch it just to laugh. Yeah. Pretty much every six months or so. Yeah. We watch that in Cheech and Chong's uh, Up With Smoke, the first, the first scene in that movie, right. driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's nothing wrong with good laughter. Right. I mean, that's another thing is laughter. They've said that forever. My whole life, laughter cures all sorts of stuff. Well, that's just joy, peace and joy that, that can come out of you when you know you're okay. If you're not thinking of God as an angry, vengeful God, you're not really worried about that stuff. And you begin to just enjoy life. Right. Like if you know there's no possibility that you're going to be tortured for eternity because hell doesn't exist. It's really easy just to say, man, I mean, I can just enjoy life and have fun. And God gave me a sense of humor so and, I can laugh. Right. 
if you're creating his image, he probably has a good sense of humor. And that's not a sense of humor of like, I'm going to torture this person. That's not really a sense of humor. Right. That's sadistic. Right. Sociopath. Right. My God's not a sociopath. Right. The God I know is not a sociopath or bipolar or any of those things. He, he, she, whatever. They just love everybody. And they want the best for me and everybody around me. And that means to go out and win. Create the life you desire. Absolutely. Accept the truth of who you are and win. Right. Go to sleep a winner, meaning fill your mind with positive thoughts, encouragement. You know, if it's a mantra for some people, if it's meditation, if it's listening to something that encourages you and right. uplifts you before you go to bed, then do that. Fill your heart, fill your mind with those seeds of truth, and you'll be amazed at what will happen over the course of, you know, 21 days, 13 days, however long it takes. I don't know how long it takes for anybody. I know I know what my journey was. I know what Kurt's journey was. And I know that our journey's not over. We still continue to do this. And so, and we don't do it perfectly, but we know the difference now between darkness and light and wrath lack abundance and joy and we just try to continue to choose abundance and joy because it's the same amount of effort so once again thank you for tuning blessings in. and have a wonderful week and go chase after whatever it is that you want to chase after and if that's your spouse have fun if you like what you heard on today's episode please share it rate it review it and post it on social media. Also, you can check out our book, What If? 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness by Kurt and Katie Adkins. It's available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to next week.